breaching the fault lines of today. Welcome to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to another episode this week of Reform This. This is your faithful American Muslim correspondent, Zudi Jasser. Dr. Jasser, we've addressed a number of issues related to COVID in the past few weeks, the pandemic, cultural shifts. But this week, I want to go back to what this podcast was founded on, which is a place to discuss, a place where you will not hear any apologetics in discussion of the faith that I love. We're now entering the second week of Ramadan. Many of us Fast from sunrise to sunset, abstain from all food and drink, including water, for 14, 15 hours a day. It's a way to remember humility, remember how healthy we are, to be hungry, to be thirsty, to get closer to God, to prove our faith, to prove our belief. And yet, there's always, always issues on the ground here that remind us how stuck, how stuck in the mud is the mindset of many of the apologists, of many of the Islamists. They use the same techniques and they get the same response. What am I talking about? Well, let me set the stage for you. I want to bring us back. And by the way, I'm always, uh, you know, as we go through Ramadan, as we climb out of this morass of lockdown, you know my opinion on this, and I'll get back to it next week. Uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed that not all the states are beginning to wake up more quickly, but we'll we'll talk about that. I I wanted to leave that for another program, uh, but uh, you know I I I want to leave you quick with a hashtag that I've been talking about on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Doctor Zudi Jasser, D R Z U H D I J A S S E R, and at Reform This Radio. The hashtag should be Crush the Fear. We talked about crushing the curve. Well, now after four plus going on six weeks, how about crush the fear? Enough of the fear. American public is now getting locked in and starting to get multiple syndromes in addition to other health care maladies that are getting delayed and not treated. Let's crush the fear. I don't want to waste another second, though. I want to talk to you. This little vignette, I'm going to tell you what's happening in real time this weekend at a little community college here in Scottsdale, Arizona, I think depicts depicts to the nth degree the layers of problems we have in Reformation. How Muslims often get treated like children, like infants, allowed to be bullies, allowed to be, the Islamists are allowed to be bullies because university leadership cowers at any type of defense of their of their professors what am i talking about rather than being generic let's get specific first of all let me lay you the let me lay for you the um the setting scottsdale arizona affluent community in addition to our main university in town in phoenix arizona tempe arizona state university we've got a number of community colleges and one of the main ones in scottsdale is scottsdale community college There are a number of courses taught there. I actually have been a speaker there. I spoke for Turning Point USA in their chapter there six, seven months ago on 
taking on the Islamist establishment. Always a little bit of controversy, but the the care folks the care folks have uh, shied away from debates, shied away from any type of antagonism here locally because they've lost the debates. But I've also at the college debated the lead imam at the Islamic Community Center of Tempe, Ahmed Shukairat, thanks to one of the professors, Michael Valley, who organized it a few years back. You'll find that debate online. Can Islam be reformed? Is the name of the debate. Can Islam be reformed? Does it need a reformation? And you'll see two hours, an hour and a half plus Q&A, two hours of Ahmed Shukairat attacking me personally, unable to focus on the issue of the debate, but attacking me personally as I try to navigate the scholar of Ahmed Shukairat. And just watch it. It's fascinating. But I lay the groundwork because that's something that's happened here at Scottsdale Community College. And what happened this week? I got a call from a friend who told me what was happening to Professor Nick Damask. Who is Nick Damask? He teaches a course in world politics, POS 120. It covers 20th century history, what shaped the political history from World War I and II to the Cold War, international law. How did we get to the world that we have here today? How did it become the way it is? And that course is an online course. A section of that, that included a test of that course, is on terrorism. Islamic terrorism, per se. And he has a slide deck that he shared with me just yesterday. He also does not only talk about Islamic terrorists, but he also talks about Jewish zealots and thuggies of Hindus, of the Hindu community, that were terrorists under the British colonial rule. He talks about left and right-wing terrorism. These are in his own words. And he goes on to talk about how the constructs of faith are used in the abstract. And he's taught this course every semester since he's been there for 25 years. And he tells me, that the quiz on Islamic terrorism has been pretty much similar with similar material that he changes up now and then. It has six sections in his class. One of them is on terrorism. And the course opened in January. And the course closes May 1st. So now the course is closed. You go to it. If you're a student, you can't log in. The tests are locked up. So there was a rush to finish some of the quizzes this last week, at the last week of April, before May 1st. And the professor locked in at his home. All of a sudden started to hear from his family that his name was all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with thousands and thousands of posts with his course going viral. And what about it was going viral? 
a student decided to screen grab three of the questions on a 25-question quiz. And then that screen grab was used to say that the professor was a bigot, hated Islam. And the student did not apparently, I, I may have missed it on all of the social media that I called for hours yesterday, but the student did not have the courage to identify himself. The student did not file a formal dispute with the school when he saw the questions that were so offensive to him. He sent an email to the professor complaining. He said, I am sick to my stomach. You have insulted my religion. He didn't even mention the quiz question in the initial correspondence with the professor. The professor told me that he responded saying it was not his intent. He appreciates his feelings. He's simply trying to teach about international politics, not to insult. And then he received the second email in which the student sent him the questions he was offended by. And he said this is, quote, distasteful to Islam. And this is not a commentary on... And, and by the way, the, the professor then responded, said, this is not a commentary on religion. Commentary on the ideas, the beliefs of the terrorists, of the Islamic terrorists. And the professor was pretty sure that if you look at the timeline of the emails that he received, the stuff had been posted on social media long before. And again, from what I can tell, it wasn't posted by the student. It was posted by a dude, by a guy, by the name of D, I'm sorry, Q Dulamula. Q Dulamula. Q underscore Dula underscore Mula. 239,000 followers. Only 387 posts. He has a YouTube channel that is full of pranks where he just proudly recently posted a video on January 20, 2020 in which he got kicked out of four Walmarts because he was harassing customers and taking things from their carts. And he thought that was funny. So this coward who does not even have a name, apparently... His email is dulamula1 at gmail, so he provides a, a, a email for people to contact him. But then he posts the quiz questions from Professor Damask's test and says that one of his followers sent him this quiz, and this is what's being taught. And his first Instagram post is, one of my followers sent me this. Look what schools are teaching now, shake my head. Absolutely disgusting. Question 20, and this is after the student had gotten his results. It said, incorrect, terrorism is blank in Islam. Number one, justified within the context of jihad. Two, always forbidden. Three, justified under international law. Four, always justified. 
the student but always forbidden. Now, obviously, as I've written about extensively in my book, A Battle for the Soul of Islam, I talk about the entire debate of who's Islam, which Islam. But this, for crying out loud, is a section on Islamic terrorism. This is the mindset of Osama bin Laden, of Al-Qaeda, of ISIS, of Hezbollah. So according to ISIS and Hezbollah, terrorism is what? Justified within the context of jihad. They'll say, well, the question didn't say that. Well, excuse me, did the student read the course materials? In which the professor lays out in a PowerPoint and and multiple curricula the reason and the faith-based sources and root causes of terrorist doctrine other questions in this quiz quote Walid Ferris's book The Future Jihad and talks about theological theopolitical justification for terrorism so fine this kid first of all the the, the student who remains anonymous takes an account of of a quasi anonymous individual who could probably easily be found if I wanted to get into this sort of uh, gang like uh, group mentality that exists there and posts it and says absolutely disgusting next Instagram post says this class needs to be shut down wow shake my head please don't forget to report this disgusting school I can't believe what they're teaching those students question 12 who do Islamists Islamic terrorists strive to emulate the Prophet Muhammad, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, Ibn Taymiyyah. Again, this is not about the mosque down the street. This is not about Zudi Jasser or this student. This is about what do the Islamic terrorists think they're striving to emulate. They would say the Prophet Muhammad. And this, this guy posts in question mark and says, Prophet Muhammad, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then his third Instagram post pulls up the account of Scottsdale Community College and says, this is the school. Please let's all report this nasty-ass school to the chancellor for racism. Let's put them on blast. Put them on blast is, by the way, an Arabic colloquialism for sort of the Arab awakening demonstrations. Look it up. Put them on blast. Also a direct translation from the Arabic. And then come the comments after that. Comments from Muslims who who are obviously Islamists that believe their theocratic doctrine has been has been vilified, has been criticized and demeaned posts from vile individuals that threaten the professor and before we get to the response of the islamist more which which obviously is part of this little clinic who's nick nick's a professor 23 years from dayton ohio phd from the university of cincinnati political science to 
uh, uh, dissertation was on terrorism and its funding in the mid-90s. He's a full-time professor at this school for over 23 years. Been teaching that world politics, been teaching this material for years. If you look up ratemyprofessor.com, you will see glowing reviews. He's been to my presentations. And nobody who leaves my presentation leaves thinking that I am somehow anti-Islam. Even the Islamo-Islamist, the Muslim Brotherhood types that come initially, they try to prevent me from speaking, but then by the time they're done realize this is somebody who loves their faith, but this has a very anti-Islamist, non-Islamist, non-theocratic approach to Islam, which is based on liberty that they might disagree with vehemently, but they have a hard time saying that I don't love my faith. And I can tell you in my conversations with Nick, this is not somebody who's a bigot against Islam. This is not somebody who's anti-Muslim. It's somebody who's trying to teach the root causes and the understanding of the theological underpinnings for the Islamic militants. Now, would I have worded that question the same way? Probably not. I don't like the term Islamic terrorism. I use the word Islamism. He does too. He uses it frequently. But these are all splitting of hairs. If you look at what's taught across universities across the country, as a conservative, I find just a, a, a plethora of things that I find abhorrent ideologically. I would empower students to disagree, to raise their hand, to, to protest in their newspapers, on the streets of their schools. But is it appropriate to then begin the Twitter mob, the Instagram mob, the Facebook mob? So then what happened? The student, remember, filed no dispute. He sent an email to the professor about how distasteful the questions were. And the Islamists looking for a fight, bored in their lockdown, unable to demonstrate, unable to take their cause to the media, which is all on COVID 24-7, are waiting to rush to a flash mob of, 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 of Islamophobia that they're going to defeat. And sure enough, you take three questions taken out of context in a simple quiz— and just post them, and immediately every every Ali, Mustafa, and, and Dick and Harry on, on uh, social media is going to know exactly what the questions were intended and what they were for. And that's all you need to know. You don't need any of the course material. You don't need to know who the student was or why they posted it or what their grade was so far. None of that doesn't matter. All that matters is those three questions that they posted were offensive. Nothing about the other questions. By the way, question number one. Is there an honor code where you do things online, but you're not supposed to take pictures of it and distribute it all over the world? Obviously, he can take the picture of it and Complain to the dean, complain to the president, complain to the department. There are mechanisms for complaining. The professor tells me as of today, there has been no formal mechanism of complaint filed by the student. 
nothing to his department chair, nothing. Formally, apparently, the student went right to the president or vice president. We'll get to her letter in a second. And voiced the complaint. And wait, wait, just wait till you hear what the head of the school did in response. And then on top of it, wait till you hear what the public relations head of the school asked the professor to do with no adjudication of the complaint, with no admonition to the student for going public on something that needed to start internally. Students can always go public. They have free speech. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that's the right thing to do as a human being or as a Muslim in Ramadan. And you see all the comments. Oh, can you believe the professor professor posted such a question on the quiz during Ramadan? That it is so offensive to Muslims that there should be particular coddling of Muslims during Ramadan. And yet the timing had nothing to do with it. The quiz had been written back and hosted for, for the students to take months before. And now they're just finishing getting caught up barely in time to graduate and finish the course as directed. But those three questions are put up. There's no due process. No review of the course material, formally or otherwise. Facts be damned. Courage be damned. G. Dulamullah posts questions from a professor who then solicits his followers, and his mob to attack. Now, they might deny any calls for violence or terrorism, but it's interesting that if you look at the professor's quiz himself, he asks, among the 25 questions, what is the root cause of terrorism? Is it poverty? Is it? And the right answer is, a calculation by the terrorist that terrorism will bring about the political goal he desires. A calculation by the terrorist that the terrorism will bring about the political goal he desires. So these Islamists train their minions, aggrieved victims, that they are the victims, they are, they are being treated in a bigoted, anti-Muslim way, that the West hates them, America hates them. Have your antennas up. Look for those examples of people at the grocery store, people in the military, people at the post office, people in your school, professors that hate you because they are anti-Muslim. And that's the first step of radicalization, ladies and gentlemen, is telling Muslims that they're separated from society. It's us versus them. It's us versus them. So a student sees these questions and then gives them to the halfwit, Dula Mullah, who then posts it and begins the global Twitter mob. And this professor now is getting threats from, from Britain, from Europe, from Canada, from Pakistan, and all over the world with tens of thousands of comments being posted, not only on Dula Mullah's post, but on the school's post of an apology letter. Yes, an apology letter. 
And if you look at the quiz itself, they weren't upset about this question. But the question itself turns on its head what's happening to this professor. He asks, he says, what is the root cause of terrorism? A calculation by the terrorist that terrorism will bring about the political goal he desires. So let's not use the word terrorism. Let's use the word bullying. A calculation by the bully that bullying will bring about the political goal he desires. Intimidation will bring about the political goal he desires. Terrorism is an ideology, violent or nonviolent, that the ends justifies the means. So Islamists who believe they are superior to every other Muslim and every other faith community feel that the West is inferior. They are hedonistic, liberal Democrats that are munafikin, that are hypocrites, that are uh, kafar unbelievers so they must be exposed they must be the prophet muhammad must be defended you take a tangible a quiz you post the picture and then the professor becomes the enemy the school becomes the enemy america becomes the enemy and radicalization moves on and the only way you stop that that is call it bullyism Call it bullying, call it intimidation. It is a form of cultural terrorism. And what's the school's response? Get this. Again, I'm going to remind you. The professor had no formal complaint through the adjudicated system of the, of the department, the school, his curriculum, nothing. And all of a sudden there's a Facebook post after this stuff goes viral for two days on May 1st at 5.32 p.m. by Scottsdale Community College. Chris Haynes, interim president of Scottsdale Community College, says earlier this week a student at Scottsdale Community College took a quiz as part of the class coursework. The student expressed concern over the wording of three questions related to Islam on the quiz. SCC senior leadership has reviewed the quiz questions and agrees with the student that the content was inaccurate, inappropriate, and not reflective of the inclusive nature of our college. Boom. Judge and jury. She goes on. SCC deeply apologizes to the student. Which student? Who? The Twitter mob? The intimidation machine? The Islamist factory of intimidation and bullying? Who are we apologizing to? SCC deeply apologizes to the student and to anyone in the broader community who has offended by the material. Offended by the material. Now SCC is apologizing for Osama bin Laden's theology. We are so we are so apologetic that that the student was offended that bin Laden used the Quran and used my faith. To define and permit terrorism. And that bin Laden emulated the Prophet. Now, that's not the Prophet Muhammad I know. In our Reform This program, we talk about not what the Prophet would do in the 7th century. There's too much debate there. The, the bottom line of debate is what would the Prophet do if he were alive today? What would Muhammad do in the 21st century? That's how you reform ideas. That's how you defeat political and radical Islam. But that's not what the, this, this president, interim president, Chris Haynes, 
wants to answer. She just wants to get out of this little mess that her professor happened to step into, not because of any fault of his own, but because he had a student that decided to use the Twitter mob as a form of random intimidation. She goes on in the letter, SEC administration has addressed with the instructor the offensive nature of the quiz questions. Addressed with the instructor. By the way, their PR lead sent the instructor a letter pre-formed, pre-typed for him to fill out and sign. SEC administration has addressed with the instructor the offensive nature of the quiz questions and their contradiction to the college's values. The instructor will be apologizing to the student shortly, and the student will receive credit for the three questions. The questions will be permanently removed from any future tests. We applaud the student for bringing this to our attention and encourage any student or employee to speak out. They encourage any student or employee. The professor is an employee. His rights were trampled on. No rights to due process. No, Yes, the student gets rights to due process. But the student decided that he was going to let the Twitter mob, the, the, the belligerent bullies of, of global Islamism, including Muslim Brotherhood operatives, God knows who else is commenting. Look at the comments. There are comments on there that basically ask for the teacher's address and then wink, wink, nothing violent's going to happen, but we need to know his address. He needs to be fired. He needs to be removed. This letter isn't good enough. This is nothing. That's what they state. Did the college really not do its homework? I don't, they didn't. They obviously didn't. That this type of letter is but simply meat in the water for sharks? The sharks that started this mess? The professor didn't start this mess. He was simply teaching material publicly available by experts on both sides of the aisle, not right or not left, publicly available by experts about the Islamic interpretations of militant Islamists and terrorists. So the the interim president concludes this groveling letter, this, this abomination of academic defense, And she says, as I said before, we applaud the student for bringing this to our attention. I guess there's no process. He just goes right to the president. Does the president want to take on every criticism of every question on a quiz? She goes on, SCC does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, disability, or age in our programs or activities. By the way, the comments (laughs) below that quickly point out she didn't list religion. which again hampered even 0.1% of what she was trying to do, as dysfunctional as that was. We value inclusiveness because we all benefit by embracing a diversity of voices, viewpoints, and experiences. SCC cultivates success when individuals from a wide variety of backgrounds are respected and empowered to contribute. Really? Okay. Am I to believe that within 24 hours of receiving the viral nature of these little quiz questions that the student decided to snapshot and spread all over the world anonymously to other anonymous people 
and then get the professor and the school threatened that the school then adjudicated all of this and looked at the materials and knew there was a problem? And how did this interim president come to a conclusion so quickly about Islam that the professor was so wrong? You have to conclude that there's some heavy Islamists advising this by this interim president, Chris Haynes, the local radical Islamists at the Council on American-Islamic Relations, who haven't seen a brotherhood operative they didn't like, who haven't seen a, a individual like Siraj Wahaj they invited just earlier this year in January to come in and unite the ummah. The Muslim community was united in Phoenix, Arizona, with Scottsdale Mosque being the place that incorporated the Arizona Muslim Alliance, founded by a fundraiser run by Siraj Wahaj, a guy whose son ran a terrorist camp in New Mexico, Siraj Wahaj Jr., and an imam who has who has expressed homophobic, anti-American, anti-Semitic sermons for years. We put out a press release expressing this in January to crickets. Crickets from local media because they want to protect and coddle local Islamists. Now my guess, I don't know, I'm guessing. I, I, I would love to know exactly what was going through the interim president's mind as she puts together this press release with her PR folks. I have a feeling that the Islamists locally at the mosque or at the Council on American-Islamic Relations, preferably called the Council on American-Islamist Radicalization, came up with this for her. It really sounds like their type of response. But wait, 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 that's not enough. That is not enough. Because next, next comes More comments under that Facebook letter. More comments under the Instagram post. Yo, fools at Scottsdale, publishing the terrorism test. I'm coming tomorrow. Be ready. Yep, that's right from the uh, comments. What's the instructor's name, address? I just want to say hi. Nothing violent. So then comes the PR. The PR from the public relations coordinator for Scottsdale Community College, Eric Sells. He's transforming marketing, as his uh, LinkedIn profile talks about. And apparently, his department, or he or somebody, sent the professor a preformed letter to fill out and sign. And they demanded that he say the following. Dear student, I am writing or calling to express my sincere apology for the offensive material contained in the quiz you took. I know a simple apology may not be enough to address the harm that I have caused, but I want to try to make amends. During this process, I've learned that I need to view the educational material being taught through many perspectives representing our diverse student population at SCC and respecting the many cultures and religion in our world. 
Not only will the three questions be removed from all future courses, I will be reviewing all of my material to ensure there's no additional insensitivities. With respect to the quiz you took, you will receive credit for the three questions. I am truly thankful that you raised this issue as it makes me a better instructor to align with the values at SCC. Holy smokes. Snowflake doesn't even begin to describe what this is. There's a reason we don't we don't negotiate with bullies and intimidators and terrorists that believe that the ends justify the means because this kind of behavior radicalizes them. It radicalizes them. And and the professor wasn't even wrong. He could have written the question better, but the intent of the question is what matters. 90% of Western law is based on intent. If you believe that the intent of those questions are bigotry, then you don't understand anything of why there are hundreds of millions of followers of Islamic political groups from Egypt to Pakistan to Saudi Arabia and all over the planet. They are emulating their version of Prophet Muhammad. They believe that that is Islam. And this program, Reform This, is about reforming the ideas of political Islam. The United States was formed on the defeat of theocracy. And in today's America, teachers that have the courage to teach that Islamic theocracy is currently normative Islam, which many Muslims who are honest would tell you, just like Christian theocracy was normative Christianity in the 10th, 11th, 13th, 15th, 17th century. And it took until the 18th century until you had any body of law that ran a government that separated church and state. Jeffersonian religious freedom and liberty were ideas that took centuries in the make. And the same thing now with Islamic law. It has to go through the same reformation, but simple questions about terrorism and then responses like this, where a PR person feels that this is some kind of damage control and the quicker we get ahead of it, let's nib it in the bud. I can see them right now at the SCC little power boardroom having their emergency meeting after the, after the viral release of the Twitter and Instagram cascade. How do we nip this in the bud? Let's get a let's get the professor to it's it's simply quiz questions. What matters? It doesn't matter. Let's have him apologize and withdraw it. I'm sorry, folks. The treatment of Muslims as infants, as children's having having fits, where you write, you force your professors to say that I am thankful that you raised this issue. It makes me a better instructor to align with the values at SCC. Actually, a teacher that instructs this respects Muslims enough to tell them the ideas they have to deal with in order to reform, treating them like adults, not like children. And his response in the email to the students was very professional from what he described to me. He told me that he responded telling him that he'd meant no offense, that he was simply talking about their political international mindset and what derived it what it derived from but that was too late for the student he had already distributed it to a canon 
with 300, 240,000 followers. This is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. Folks who were bored, locked down at home, decided to get some keyboard madness going. And a teacher trying to close out an online course before the summer finds his leadership at his school passing judgments and, and, and convening the juries of their own mind to make conclusions. In the meanwhile, the casualty is actually diversity. The casualty is diversity, ideological diversity within Muslims. The casualty is a bigotry of low expectations for Muslims. We will let thugs, we will let, re- if you look at the Twitter feed of the people that started this, Dula Mullah, whatever his name is, he's a thug. He prides himself over basically accosting and committing what is close to battery on people at Walmart. And this is the people that a, a, a interim president of a university responds to? This is what we've come to? Safe spaces and all? Unbelievable. There will be more to come from this as we follow it. I'll be uh, talking more with the professor. Hopefully he uh, uh, can continue to be... It's only up as far as the way he can be treated by the administration. Maybe they can look at his course material and begin to actually have due process on this, have the student testify in a hearing about how he felt. What are some examples of bigotry through the course? Three questions does not represent bigotry. And then have the school allow the professor to defend himself. Seriously, a student has that much power over a teacher? Maybe I'm just a, a naval officer. I don't remember us in training having power to manipulate and guide the commanders, the captains, and the admirals that I trained under. Okay, I get it. University is not a military, but, but come on. It's a place of education. It's a place of training. Our universities are supposed to train future leaders of America, not future bigots who who use their own bullying to intimidate their superiors, their teachers. Unbelievable. Well, we'll see what happens next. To all my Muslim friends, please. Please, I hope your fast is, is accepted. May you get closer to God. May, you, may your prayers and your supplications be heard. To the rest of our communities, may we get out of this lockdown. May we crush the fear. And may we move on to bigger, better, more successful, more economically prosperous times as a country and as a nation together. This is your faithful American Muslim correspondent on Reform This on the Blaze Podcast Network. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.